The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Before we get started, I just wanted to give a huge shout out and word of gratitude for those who are keeping us going. Everybody who's working in the medical field, all of our doctors and nurses, all of the people working in the hospitals, and all of the people at the grocery stores, convenience stores, and gas stations who are keeping us going, thank you. That means so much. And to those of us who are confined at home, keep it up. Nobody likes this, and it's not fun, but there's a lot to be gained from it, especially our health. So thank you, everyone. We are in this together. Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman, and today I am here to radiate connection with Alana Mueller, who is a master networker, master networking coach as well. Welcome, Alana. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So what is master networking exactly? Well, thank you for asking. You know, I, I believe that in this day and age, we cannot afford not to love networking. I think that every one of us needs to embrace networking and bring it into our lives in some way, shape or form. And I truly believe that by nurturing our network, by building relationships, by helping to nurture those relationships, not only will we be, we be happier in business, but I think we're happier in life. No, that's a good point. We are social animals. We're social creatures. We're meant to be in business together, in society together, in friendship together, in community together. That's exactly right. So how are you coping? <laughs> well, you know, the isolation is, it's tough for me, but I, I think it's tough for all of us. This is certainly a new normal, something we are not used to. Um, even for the introverts among us, we all have this need for connection. I, I believe that, you know, People, people don't love the expression networking. They, they don't really uh, totally get what that means. I think it sort of conjures up, you know, 
some, some negative imagery. And, and what I like to remind people that from my point of view, networking is nothing more than connections, community, and belonging. That in our DNA deep within us, we have this need for connection. And the way that we satisfy that need is we establish community everywhere we go. So Christy, today you and I were establishing community here in Zoom, in Zoom land, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when when p- those of us who are sheltering at home with our families or our roommates or our partners, we have community, our neighborhoods are community. If we sit down one-on-one, and I hope sometime soon for coffee mm-hmm. with somebody, that too is community. So we are establishing community everywhere we go. And I believe the reason we do that is to deepen our own sense of belonging. It turns out that belonging feels really good and it feels to belong to something bigger than ourselves. And so when you ask, you know, how are you doing in this time of isolation? Um, you know, it, it is difficult, but I'm finding that technology solutions like like Zoom or Skype or any any of the online platforms that allow for face-to-face communications are really helping. You know, I, I've been amazed. I've been in, in sessions as large as 100 people. I've been in sessions as small as what you and I are doing, just two people in a, in a, in a chat room, so to speak. And I'm finding that it's working very, very effectively. And, and really for, for business reasons, um, for family reasons, I mean, uh, on, on the positive side of things, I've attended several happy hours and, and get-togethers of family and friends really across the world. On the maybe less happy side, I, I've attended some memorial services where people could not gather together in person, but people and communities were really eager to come together to support those who were mourning. And so it's been an interesting new development. And I'm finding that, you know, despite the fact that I truly miss sort of that person-to-person, face-to-face human connection, there is a way to sort of recreate that uh, in the presence of technology. No, absolutely. Um, I've probably been seeing more people since the quarantine yeah. at least on screen than I have in a long time. You right. know, I work with people one-on-one and, uh, you know, in coaching, you work mostly with people one-on-one, but um, it's been absolutely amazing. I played Pictionary the other oh, night. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. Right? <laughs> with a roller derby team. And it was... Even better. <laughs> We get creative. Yeah, exactly. Can do, and yeah, it is unfortunate that we're not able to attend memorial services now. Yeah, of course, that's hard. Very hard. Um, I've been reading reading up on your blog, and your um, you have some excellent tips for people to network. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this kind of new reality that we're in and how to show up for work and networking even from home. Yeah. share some of that with us? Yeah. You know, what I'm finding is, is people really want to know how to network in place. How do they network where they are? And, and, you know, not give up the opportunity to connect with other people as you described. And so there are several ideas that I'm sharing and others have contributed ideas to me. You know, some of my favorites, the first one is just reach out, uh, connect with people, um, simply reach out to say hi, to check in, to make sure people are doing okay. And, and you'd be surprised that just a touch of kindness goes such a long way. 
people, when they feel well-loved and well-cared for, respond incredibly favorably. And, and I think that that goes whether it's a family member, a friend, a colleague, a, a client, a prospect. People want to know that others remember them. And especially during times of quarantine and self-isolation, uh, it, it's important to know that you're not completely alone in the world. Uh, because we know that loneliness is is a is a real mental health concern, and I want to ensure that that people don't feel like they've been forgotten or left out. So simply check in, and you know, as I said, I've I've attended several happy hours and get-togethers. Um, you know, early on in this whole uh, you know the pandemic, when we started to hear about what was going on, a, a very close friend of mine in another state reached out and said, you know. Let's just check in with each other from time to time. And it's, it's a group of four women. We all went to college together. And we've been hosting, we call them weekly teas. And, you know, whatever, whatever is in your beverage container, that is fine. But, but the idea is simply to check in on each other and really do kind of a mental health um, assessment and make sure that we're each doing fine. Um, more on the business end, I've had people reach out and ask, how has my business changed? What can they do to help? Uh, and, and to give me some ideas about what they're doing in order to address this time in their careers. And, and likewise, I'm sharing advice to them. So, so that's my number one recommendation is reach out. Uh, another one that I'm finding is really critical, and Christy, you're obviously an expert at this, but I think so many of us had not been previously, and that is to sort of master these technology platforms. So it's understand Zoom, understand uh, Skype, understand GoToMeeting, all these different platforms. If you can become even just sort of the most basic of experts, understanding volume controls and audio controls, how to use the chat feature, etc. Not only does it sort of eliminate all the noise, all the all the sort of the distractions that can happen as a result of using these kinds of platforms, but what it also does is it sort of shows your prowess, your ability to adapt, your ability to sort of know your platform and move on with your meeting, move on with the session and drive efficiencies and productivity. So I think that's a really important one. And of course, you know, there, there are things to keep in mind when you're using these kinds of technologies, you know, make sure that your background is not backlit so that you can actually be seen in the camera. Uh, make sure it's sort of a neutral background, nothing that you'd be embarrassed by. Um, and, and, and try to eliminate some of that background noise. If you're not one of the speakers, put yourself on mute. If you have to get up to take care of the dog or a child, make sure that you put your video on mute. So there's some just very basic things. And in fact, one of those things, and, and I say this not just for purposes of the technology, but really, again, for taking care of yourself, make sure that you run a comb through your hair, get dressed for your day. Um, you know, I had seen this very funny meme, I think on Facebook, that said, oh, it's nine o'clock, time to change out of my daytime pajamas into my nighttime pajamas. And, you know, I, I sort of gave one of those nervous chuckles because I think it was on a Sunday and I pretty much had done that. And so during the work week, though, don't do that. Get dressed like you're going to work. You don't have to wear a suit and tie or a skirt and heels. That's not the point. But really dress in a professional manner. Again, a way that you would wish to show up if you were actually showing up in person. Mm -hmm. No, I think that is excellent. And that is something I've been telling um, my clients and my, you know, people on my uh, social media as well is try to preserve some sense of normalcy. Yes. You know, things are not normal, but 
make sure to go to bed at the similar time, get up at a similar time, eat at a similar time, um, get outside at least once a day, Yeah, you know, and just walk around the block, you know, do things that help you feel more normal in a time that is not normal. And of course, That's we're, exactly right. we're recording this the first week of April. Um, so we're, under under lockdown right now so no that's an excellent tip and i love just to to show up i mean it's still we're still conducting business we're still conducting meetings Mm -hmm. well and you know for so many of us yes our businesses are changing that is to be sure Um, my business has certainly changed you know a lot of my business and really the way you and i first interacted was I, I do a lot of public speaking, a lot of presentations. And obviously, most of that is on hold. Um, it's, it, the, the good news is I haven't lost that business, but it's pushed out to a later date. And so that, that impacts my business. And so my business is certainly changing. I am finding I'm, I have more consulting opportunities, potentially some additional coaching opportunities. I even, I delivered a webinar yesterday. And so I think we all have to learn how to adapt. Is it comfortable? No, it's a little itchy, but I think that if we can sort of open our minds, open our hearts, open ourselves to the concepts that we can continue to conduct business. And in fact, in some ways our businesses may change and grow as a result of this time, you know, one of the, one of sort of the most positive experiences I had is I was on, on a zoom call with a friend and, and he said, you know, I'm actually excited to see what the great things are that come out of this. We've kind of been forced into reset mode. And now that we're resetting, we're reconnecting with people more frequently. We're just, as you described, I'm, I'm seeing people for the first time in years, people I hadn't connected with. And so, you know, his perspective was, you know, as awful as this is, it's also kind of awfully exciting. So, um, you know, I'm going to buy into that concept and think about what might the future hold as a result of this very painful time we're experiencing right now? No, I think so too. We're having to be creative and we're having to be resourceful in a way that we've not really been forced to before. And we're That's right. To. You know, yeah. it's either sink or swim, get creative and find new ways to reach out to people, to connect, to do your business or sink, right? Yeah. So has your business changed during this time? I'm doing a lot more um, online classes now, and that's something yeah. I've really been wanting to do, right? How has your business changed? In the exact same way. I mean, I, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, there were some classes that I was actually teaching in person that were very lengthy. And so I actually declined to do them by technology because they were just too long, and I knew people would not have the attention span for them. But it does give the chance for some shorter form classes and for some new ways to connect with people, especially across the miles where I wouldn't have a chance to interact with them otherwise. So that to me is um, sort of a, a cool new development that I hadn't anticipated. And, you know, it's given me a chance to collaborate with some individuals that I greatly admire who we don't get the chance to work together very frequently, mostly because we live in different states and we're independent contractors and consultants. And so what it's given us a chance to do is to collaborate on some podcasts and just do some ideation together that we really weren't carving out the time to do before. I think that's a really good point because, Alana, I don't know how much of astrology that you're familiar with, but <laughs> there's this little thing called a retrograde. And I don't know what that is. I'm a Taurus. Does that help? No, I don't know. 
A retrograde is when a planet appears to us to be going backward ah. because, because of their orbit. Now, it doesn't actually go backwards. Planets can't do that. But from our perspective, it appears that they do. And when they do, whatever is governed in that planet, um, it's time to go back and revise. Like, Ooh, for like Taurus, that. it's stuff at home. You know, it's about home and, uh, you know, having all of our basic needs met. So during, if, you know, during a retrograde, the Taurus people would probably want to go back and revisit some home projects and things like that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you, my kitchen has never seen this much action ever like combined in history and our uh, the refrigerator is looking gorgeous I mean I'm doing things that I have never even considered doing in my life so you know what I I think you just nailed me (laughs) (laughs) I've been calling this an enforced personal retrograde it is that's really good that's really good right so this is a time when a lot of people are going back and saying you know what I started writing a book I probably need to work on that you know, yeah. um, I need to make peace with my father. I haven't spoken to him. Oh, time, yeah. Right. People are coming forward and doing that kind of thing. It's That's interesting. Right. And um, so like what type of advice are you giving to your clients in your world at this time? Yeah, you know, it is to stay connected, um, to just as you described, to make sure that you maintain some semblance of normalcy, uh, to reconnect with people that you may not have had the chance to be with in, in the, the recent past. And, and I'm finding that people are doing that. Um, even in my own home, I mean, I, I, I sort of half joke, we really are taking on all these new projects. I have a 16-year-old son and, you know, he, he's a great student. He loves school. And the, the way that school is being delivered now, I give the districts credit for coming up very quickly with an online solution, but it is not like school. It is not the same. It's like school light. And, and so for the, you know, high achieving students, it's, it just doesn't feel right or real. But I have to give him credit because he's finding a way to not just cope with it, but sort of embrace it and engage himself in other activities to stay busy, to keep his mind focused, to keep his mind active, and not to sort of give in to to boredom. And, you know, it's interesting. I I was talking to a girlfriend of mine recently, and we were both sort of uh, expressing to one another that when we hear people talk about getting bored during this time, that is not, that's not a, an emotion that either one of us has, has experienced yet. I don't think you have either. Mm-mm. And, and so I am, I'm encouraging people not to let sort of that, that boredom lizard creep into their brain uh, because there's not, there's no reason to get bored. There's plenty to keep ourselves active and engaged and, and productive during during this time, even in isolation. So I love, as you described, to you know get outside at least once a day, watch an online uh, class of some kind. So whether it's a calligraphy class or an exercise class, uh, learn a new language, do something. And there are so many wonderful, uh, free in most cases, resources that people can take advantage of right now um, so that there's really no need for boredom to creep into their lives. Yeah, absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, We're just having to be more creative. And I think a lot of people are not used to that, giving their mind free reign to create like that. Right. Right. Everything seems to be so 
prescribed and fitting in boxes. Um, yeah, you know, um, for, for me, I, um, I used to, as you probably know, I used to blog very religiously. Once a week, I posted something. And honestly, I went for almost a year without blogging. It, it just, it just sort of took a backseat to other, other stuff that came up. And I'm finding over the last four weeks that I'm, there's, I have more content going on in my head. So, you know, again, back to this notion of a reset, a refresh, I'm finding that it's almost um, organically ca- caused me to think more creatively and to really want to put sort of pen to paper, if you will. And so whatever that looks like for people, it doesn't have to be a blog or a book. It could be painting or cooking or something that they've been wanting to do or try or reconnect with. And and again, if we're radiating connection today, I encourage people not just to radiate their connections to other people, but back to themselves as well. And I think that, that, you know, the truer we are to ourselves, wherever we are, the the happier we are. Um, You know, I, I sometimes get a little bit on a soapbox about this, but in the United States in particular, we have a tendency to compartmentalize our lives. We have our home life, our work life, and our community life, and nary the twain shall meet. We think, oh, you know, people say things like, you know, no offense, it's just business. And I think, no offense, you know, that's very personal to me. It's, I, I have to take it personally because my business is who I am. And so rather than think of, of ourselves as sort of separate creatures in each of those venues, especially at a time like this, let's bring those, those things together. Let's think of ourselves. Who are, who's the authentic person that we are? Um, can we address our needs at home, at work, and in the community all at once? And that's not to say that we should be working 24 hours a day or we should be lounging 24 hours a day, but it's to find that right balance, the right mix to connect with other people, as well as to think introspectively about ourselves. Right. Um, yes, we, this is a great time for us to reconnect with who we are and what we love. So many yeah. times we forget what we love and what we're passionate about. That's exactly right. You know, I've been telling people that, yes, we need to be inside, that is inside our, our walls, but we need yeah. to go inside, inside the heart, yeah. inside the mind. We need to go inside and reconnect with who we are. Um, recently, I interviewed Gail Worth of Gail's Hall. Oh, sure. Yeah. She's a lovely, lovely, lovely person. And uh, we're, we're talking about authenticity, how the outside needs to match what's on the inside. And that's exactly yeah. what you're talking about, Alana. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, living in that integrity where what you present is really what, what you are. Yeah. And, you know, in your business, you are, you are a master networker. That's what you teach, but that's what you are. I hope so. Right. I mean, I, th- I think it's definitely, it's walking the talk and not just, it's not just, you know, do as I say, but it's do as I do also. And, and I think that's important. And I think, uh, you know, to the extent that we can model that for people, model the behavior that we're conveying to others, I think it, it comes across as you describe more authentically and in a more realistic way so that people understand how they can embrace that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, and I do believe it starts with knowing yourself. Yeah. You know, I think that's right. It's a good place to start uh, with knowing ourselves. I do yeah. this whole um, enforced personal retrograde, as I call it, <laughs> <laughs> having some consequences there where we're having to spend more time with ourselves than we ever. That's had. for sure. You know? Yeah. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? 
Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls, plus you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price, and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button, and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You said that you hadn't blogged in about a year. I'm just... Yeah. You're so prolific. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I blog every November very religiously every day, and I did do that. But um, until November, I don't think I had blogged since February of last year. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to keep up with it. But I find that, um, you know, other projects had kind of gotten in the way and, and taken, you know, more share of mind. And and it, blogging just became less... Um, less critical, I guess. It's still important, but it was less critical to me. But I'm finding, especially during this time of pandemic, that to me, um, blogging has been a really good way to, in a cathartic manner, to, to really share some thoughts, share some emotions, and get some ideas out in writing that I think, not only does it help me, so selfishly, I'm able to sort of organize my thoughts, but I hope that in a, a way that I can give to the community that they're helpful to others as well. You know, content creation I'm seeing just across the board is off the hook right now. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's home. They're like, okay, I haven't really had the time to write the blogs. I haven't had yeah. to make the videos to write the articles and everything. And now I do. Right. The offers are amazing. You offered 25% off of your coaching. I saw yeah. on your website. That's right. right? Um, right. some people are offering this stuff, um, as a service. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think, I think it's important and especially when we can't be together in person, um, you know, and, and there are the very real prospects of people either being furloughed, laid off, or having some other financial hardship as a result of this. You know, I, I want to stay busy. I want to stay active. I want to be helpful. And so that's one way that I've been able to, to offer to people a way that they can utilize my services um, even during this time. So I'm hopeful that that will be useful to people. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think um, I know very selfishly <laughs> that being of service helps my anxiety. Yeah, I understand that. Right? So, yeah. um, and Mr. Rogers even said. Oh, Yeah. Love him, right? Look for the helpers. There are always helpers. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually, I used that quotation in a, in a talk I did recently, and I, I think it's really true. Look for the helpers. And, you know, 
even in a world where we're seeing some bad things happen and, and, um, you know, there are always some bad actors, there are always helpers. And I've actually, that's been one of the best news stories of this entire crisis is that people are offering to help. And I really think it's, it's beautiful. It's, um, it is a way to drive connection. It's a way to feel good and to help others. And I think when you help others, you yourself are, you're helping yourself, right? You're, you're feeling better on your own. Right, right. I do think it's a little bit selfish, but not really. Okay. Doesn't matter. (laughs) If it helps people, it helps people. That's right. Right. Um, And so what for you, what are your, what are your biggest tips for networking? Like even beyond this uh, time of, of isolation. Yeah. Yeah. What Um, you know, what I, I tell people, whatever type of networker they think they are, whether they think they're on the sort of the rookie, new to the concept end of the spectrum, or all the way to truly a master networker, somebody who's absolutely connected and involved in the community, um, I, I always recommend that people make four lists. The first list is a list of people they already know that they want to reconnect with, people who are already in the relationship base, who they want to make sure to reach out to. And I encourage people to keep this list going. And by the way, I know that we all know thousands of people. The list does not have to be a thousand people long. Start maybe with five people and commit to yourself that you're going to reach out to those five individuals, say in the next couple of weeks or the next 30 days. The second list that people should consider writing is a list of people they don't know but would like to. And what's interesting is that often the people who are on list number one can help us get to the people on list number two. So the people who we already have in our relationship base often can make that connection for us to the people that we'd like to get to know. The third list is a list of companies or organizations that we'd like to get to know. And again, that's, it's very similar to list number two. And the people on list number one and list number two can help us get to those firms that we want to learn a little bit, a little bit more. Um, the fourth list is a little different. It's what I call our personal value set or our non-negotiables. It's those things that we're not willing to give up no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so what's important to us? What, what do we want to make sure happens? What kinds of people do, do we want in our relationship base? Um, how do we want to feel? How do we want to make others feel? What are we willing to offer up? And so I think that by thinking about those four lists, it makes us better networkers. It makes us better prepared to network and it it makes us more effective at what we're doing. And so that would be a place for people to start. I also think that we should all all think about how will we present ourselves? How will we introduce who we are? um, What's our tagline, so to speak? And then the last bit of advice that I'll give for today's podcast is I think that we should do the heavy lifting in terms of reaching out to people and saying, do you want to get together for a cup of coffee, even a virtual cup of coffee? And so if we're the one to reach out and to say, Christy, I would love to get together with you. Might you be available next Tuesday at 8 a.m. by Zoom? I Not only have I said, I want to get together with you, but I want, I'm suggesting a date, time, and location. And what that does is it shows that Heavy lifting has been done. I'm really serious about wanting to get together with you. You are more apt to respond favorably to my invitation, even if next Tuesday at a.m. doesn't work. You'll say, thank you for suggesting date, time, and location. That doesn't work for me, but how about Wednesday at 3, right? So we've now entered into a dialogue. We're in in sort of the the, um, 
throes of getting to know each other. And so I always recommend that for our master networkers out there, and everybody I think can be a master networker, for our master networkers out there, show the others that you're reaching out to that you really do want to connect and find a way to get that done. Oh, I love that. Well, you even wrote the book on this. You know, you just talked about um, <laughs> suggesting coffee. So your book is Coffee, Lunch, Coffee. Yes. Just uh, briefly, what is that about? Um, coffee, Lunch, Coffee is, uh, it, it was sort of, um, it was sort of my earliest days of networker, networking. And it's kind of my fundamental tips for building better, more meaningful professional relationships. And frankly, it's the foundation on which I built my business. Wow. So it's inviting someone to coffee and then a longer lunch and then a follow-up coffee. That, that can work. That can work. So, you know, for me, the, my little joke is I don't drink coffee. So this is not about what you consume. It's really about consuming relationships. How do you connect with people? And so in my early days of networking, I thought that if I structured my days around the days of the kinds of people that I wanted to meet, that eventually they would say yes to meeting with me. So I structured my days around a morning meeting time slot, a midday meeting time slot, and an afternoon meeting time slot. And as a joke, that morning, midday, and afternoon became coffee, lunch, coffee, and it stuck. And so people don't have to follow that exactly. I don't want anybody to stress out about this, but I do want people to be intentional about their networking and to welcome it into their lives. Well, I love how you were very, not only practical, but concrete about this, because sometimes we'll say, oh, we'll do coffee sometime. Yeah. Then it never happens. That's right. Alana, let's have coffee next Tuesday on Zoom. That is very concrete. Yeah, And even people who are very introverted, who are very shy, that concreteness, I think, could really help. It helps. I think it helps to bolster confidence and, and to really show that I'm, I'm really in this game. I'm really here to engage with you. And, and people recognize that. Mm-hmm, they do. They love it. So um, are there any other ideas or tips or anything that we have not covered that you think is really important to talk about? Oh, there are so many, but, um, but I'll, I'll leave our listeners maybe with this one. And that is, you know, people often struggle to what will I talk to the other person about? How, you know, how will we engage in conversation? And Christy, you're obviously an expert at this, so you will not be surprised by my tip. But my tip is to ask questions, ask big open-ended questions, allow the other person to, to share something about him or herself. People love to talk about themselves. And so give them that platform, give them that chance and be prepared, not just to ask the first question, but to ask the question that follows that and the question that follows that and the question that follows that. And it's not to be, this is not intended to be an inquisition. What it's intended to be is a conversation. So you really have to listen to the answer that the person provides and be, be willing to then ask a follow-up question. And I hope through the course of that conversation, the person who's been asked a question will in turn ask a question back and really engage together so that there's dialogue that takes place. And, and what I find is that through question asking, you'll never lack for conversation. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. People do love to tell their stories. They love to talk about what they know. And I think even um, in addition to like business type of questions, asking not overly personal questions, but Mm -hmm. where do your parents live? Do you have any sisters? Right. Any pets? Yeah. One of my favorite questions, Alana, is what is your 
if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, mm. Ooh. So <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, if I could have one superpower, well, gosh, I would eradicate all this illness. But, um, but you know what? Um, I think that my superpower is the power of connection. And so that's what I want to sprinkle over everybody else. And I think we all have this capability. And so that would be my, my superpower. But I love that question. It's so fun. And, you know, the, the interesting thing that you brought up is sort of the personal nature of questions. I'm okay with people asking some more personal questions. What I, what I warn people about is don't ever ask a question that you yourself are not willing to answer. I also think, and especially, especially in this day and age, I mean, it's interesting. I think that 90% of conversation has sort of shifted to COVID-19 and the new coronavirus. Um, But, you know, even four weeks ago, this was not the topic of conversation. And so what the topic of conversation often had to do with was politics or religion. And we're often told that in the workplace, in the business place, that um, we are not supposed to talk about politics or religion. And I have to tell you, I violate that almost every single day of my life because to me, it is so part of mainstream. It's very much a part of who I am. It's something that I'm interested in. Um, But I am willing to engage with people in conversation about it if they want to engage with me. But I think the trick here is to know your audience, um, to if you know that if you can't have a civil conversation about something, um, especially in a networking context, maybe don't bring it up. And that's not to say that we should never have, you know, um, healthy debate or to, to talk about things that we disagree on. That is not the point at all. In fact, um, you know, there's this, there's this great book called Love Your Enemies. Um, by a guy named Arthur Brooks. And he talks about, this is not about disagreeing less, it's about disagreeing better. And and I like that because I think that, you know, there's so many interesting things for us all to talk about and new perspectives to learn, new points of view. Um, even if we don't agree, we don't have to ever completely agree with one another, but I do encourage us to have civil conversations. And so in the context of question asking, don't ask a question that you yourself are not willing to answer. Understand who your audience is before you ask a question that might incite, you know, violence or anger or some other negative emotion. Um, and, and be ready to engage in dialogue. Really listen to what the other person is saying and ask questions that you're genuinely interested in learning the answer to. No, I think that's excellent advice. Um, and I would add to that, don't ask a question leading to a specific answer, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's you know, exactly right. Leave it, leave it open. Yeah, exactly. Answer, And that's, I mean, it takes some skill. It takes some practice to do that. Yeah, and, and patience. You know, I think, um, you know, too frequently we have some other agenda on our mind. And so we do ask questions to, that are kind of leading the witness, if you will. And I think that if we can open our minds, we actually can learn something by not doing that. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's engaging this curiosity. Yeah, the other person absolutely without agenda, and um, you know without expectation. No, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, Alana, you've got the book Coffee Lunch Coffee. What is your website? It's coffeelunchcoffee.com. I hope everybody will visit me. And uh, let me know what you're up to. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy out there and finding ways to stay connected to one another. Oh, that's excellent. Excellent advice. You're also on Facebook and I'm sure Twitter and all the socials. All those places. That's right. 
places. All right. Alana Mueller, thank you so much for seeing to talk with me. I really appreciate it. I've been wanting to have you on this podcast for a long time, I have to say. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for thinking of me. And I wish everybody very well and, and, and health, lots of health. Lots of health to you too. Thank All you. Right. See you. Bye. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.